Okay, well, hello, everybody. Um, another bonus episode for you here. And we have several of the female gamers that we've had around the table before, and one that we haven't. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about tabletop gaming for the Women in Tabletop Month here. So um, on my left, we have Heather and Melanie and Kaylee. And obviously, Melanie, you've heard a bunch of times on there. And Kaylee, we ended up killing you early on in the series. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But it was you're, you're definitely in there. But Heather, you're new to this whole thing, so it's good to have you on board. Welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. And why don't we start going around the table, and why don't you tell us how you got into the, uh, the uh, tabletop gaming hobby, and you know, what attracted you to it and what you're doing with it currently. Or maybe start with what you're doing with it currently and then go with the other two. So who wants to start out? <laughs> okay, I'll start. Okay, go ahead, Kaylee. Okay. I started in about fourth grade when um, Owen asked me if I wanted to join you guys. And I didn't know what role playing was when he tried to ex explain it to me over and over again. And so eventually he's like, why don't you just come over and play? And so I did, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I've been playing ever since. Very good. Um, now, uh, what are what gaming do you do currently? Um, like other than like you know video games and stuff on tabletop, I still do D and D, but not so much um, offline. I also do Monster of the Week, and um, actually, yeah, that's about it for now. Very good. And what uh, what attracted you to it aside of uh, Owen dragging you in, kicking and screaming? Um, I've always just been interested in like uh, high fantasy and stuff and uh, Dungeons and Dragons is something that is really malleable and you can put any sort of spin on it and it's a lot of fun. Very good. Um, and uh, Melanie, why don't you uh, tell us next? Okay, so um, I don't know when I got into it, but role playing has just been a part of my life. I really enjoyed it when I was little. And so when I watched my family play it, I was like, I want to play this too. And so that's how I got into it. Um, lately, I've been running my own campaign at school, but we're on break because it's summer. And obviously, you've been in on the podcast for a number of episodes uh, <laughs> as Jade Claw and then recently as uh, a Dragonborn as well. And what do, what do you really like about uh, tabletop gaming? Um... That you're not just on a screen communicating with people. There are actual people in front of you, and it's enjoyable. Very good. And Heather, why don't you give us a rundown? Um, how long you've been in, in the tabletop gaming hobby, and, and what attracted you to it? Well, I've definitely not been doing this as long as everyone else here, but um, I'd say like um, like six months we've been doing D&D in Melanie's group. And um, I started after I watched her family play a game for one of their campaigns, and I thought it was really cool, like, how you got to kind of, like, put yourself in another character's shoes and, like, just be them and, like, solve all their problems, you know? Real good. So uh, what else do you do aside of uh, gaming? Is, is, is it all just nerdy stuff, video games, and uh, watching Japanese animation and watching Doctor Who late at night on PBS? Melanie who? <laughs> <laughs> but what, what else do you do aside of gaming? Melanie. 
Okay, so um, besides gaming and school, I'm on my uh, high school swim team, and um, I do gymnastics. Okay. And Boy Scouts. Okay, so you you uh, do a whole bunch of things outside of the gaming community. How about you, Heather? Um, well, just like Melanie, I am also on the high school swim team. I do gymnastics. I'm in Boy Scouts. I'm also a Girl Scout. Um, yeah. So you, you two are like the Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. Unite! <laughs> and how about you, Kaylee? Um, I'm on the college track team at the JC. Very good. Yeah. And what what, uh, what events do you compete in there? Uh, Running. Shop, oh, no. <laughs> uh, shot put, discus, shot, uh, shot put, discus, hammer, and javelin for fun. So all four throwing events. Yeah, so you don't all just hang around in your basement gaming all the time, never seeing the sun. I don't have a basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't have a basement. Yeah, no, no one does in California. too many horror no. movies from that <laughs> one. <laughs> Very good. So, Melanie... Uh, in addition to being on the podcast, you've got your own group. Uh, why don't you tell us about what happened there? Uh, how, what, what caused you to actually start up a, uh, a game at school? So, I used to have a D&D group, but we don't really play anymore. So, my friend was like, do you want to play D&D? And I'm like, sure, who's the DM? Okay, I'm the DM, let's start. And then we just gathered people, and accumulatively, more people joined. Really good. How many people are in your campaign at school right now? For those of you at home, uh, there's a lot of counting on fingers going on right now. Five. No, four. Wait, no, because you, Haley, Jaslyn, Kevin, Jaslyn, Haley. Whoa, wait, and then you. No, I'm the GM. I don't count. I'm counting you. <laughs> four players, Plus one DM. <laughs> so five people. Ha! <laughs> and um, so what... Um, prompted you to actually go and uh, start a game at school i mean something must have made you want to go do that well wanting to do it at school because i don't really do it anywhere else yeah. hmm. we both enjoyed it and just kind of wanted to like start up a another game that we could do on the weekly with our friends yeah now how many uh you counted off the names are but how many girls and how many boys are in your school campaign uh, four, girls. four girls, one boy. So you just have the token boy in your group? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that was nice of you to include him. <laughs> we and want to kill him off a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Running joke. And Kaylee, um, in, in the groups that you play with, what's sort of the, the balance there between, between men and women? Um, we have one DM that's the guy, and then everybody else is a girl. So it's, it's, a, it's a good balance. So you've got, in both cases, almost all women playing in these games so now that is very interesting because when i first started in the hobby back in the 80s it was like all guys and a lot of times the girls held themselves out because oh gaming that's for nerdy boys you don't want to be a nerdy boy don't do that but there's always those brave girls the brave women that would get in anyways and i remember the first time we had a girl in our um, campaign was in junior high school only a couple of years after we started playing and pretty much from then on just about every uh, campaign that we were part of had one or more women involved in it so it's kind of neat to see these groups that are mostly women so how from the modern perspective for because all of you are under 20 right 
Yeah, for yeah. the modern perspective, what uh, did did you ever think to yourself that um, gaming is for boys? No, no. It's a totally different perspective now. Um, it was there ever a time where you felt that people were trying to keep you out of gaming? I mean, my parents don't like when I do video games, but like D and D's, like they support it. Like they want me to like go do more active stuff with people. My brothers tried kicking me out once. Well, probably just like excluding me of things, but I was like, no. It's probably because you're annoying little sister. Mm, no. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, this has been fantastic uh, to get to to know a little bit more about your game groups, and it's really nice to see that you've got all the girls that are getting into tabletop. So, what are you looking forward to doing with tabletop in the future? Um, well, I hope that our group can continue to play D&D and um, that we can get better at it and people won't keep asking what a D20 is. Um. <laughs> well, we all started out that way. I, I remember in our first uh, our first campaign when we first started, uh, we were just totally ruining all the rules. So, And actually, if you listen to the podcast, we still ruin all the rules, but it's in the name of fun. How about you, Melanie? Um, yeah, just keep going. More playing, I guess. Um, in college, it's kind of hard to get any sort of free time, um, but I would really like to be part of a group again sometime this summer. Definitely yeah. would be fun. It seems like college is a pretty uh, fertile ground to find a, a gaming group, though. I know uh, oh, just about all yeah. a lot of the gaming we did back in, was back in college. There's always always people that are interested in doing that. So. Definitely, yeah. Maybe do less homework. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, okay. Okay, and over to you, Jesse. Um, obviously, you're a regular on the podcast here. That I am. Um, so why don't you give us a quick rundown of your history with uh, tabletop gaming? Because you're pretty new to it as well. Yes, relatively. So um, I have always been a fantasy nerd since I was little, little. Um, but I started playing Dungeons & Dragons uh, just when when your campaign started. Um so I was like, I had played Dungeons and Dragons online, which is completely different, but the same universe and was reading Dungeons and Dragons books and everything long before that. But um, I met Matt through the medieval recreation thing that we do. Um, and he introduced me to you and introduced me to this game. So um, yeah, he, he said, I've got a player for the, for the campaign. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> bring her in. Just kind of jumped me in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Real good. And um, what else do you do um, in tabletop gaming currently? It's a, the campaign's not our campaign's not your only one. Yeah. So since starting D and D here, starting in as a player with a bunch of people who had tons of D and D experience, so my learning curve was nice and sharp. Um, I started my own game. Um, I have I DM at a home game with just family at home, um, and then I play in another game that's actually Matt's game that we that we play at home too. Um, so it's sort of on top of playing in this world, kind of creating my own world and then playing in multiple worlds. And it's sort of just snowballed into this. And now we have like all these D and D books and I have hundreds of dice and it's just, it, it, it's a contagious thing. Yeah. You just wake up one day and I, how did the, all these minis show up? How did <laughs> exactly. that happen? So, um, what, uh, what gave you the impetus to actually start up your own campaign and not just, uh, sit back and enjoy everybody else's? Well, I was always, it, well, I, like like I've said, I've always been into into fantasy and 
there's just things that like, I, I think it'd be cool if we did that, but I don't necessarily know that you're going to do that or know that Matt's going to do that. So I'm like, I'm going to make you guys do that. I'm going to be the one who makes you guys do that. Um, and just sort of the interest in what happens on the other side of the screen and how you're, you are in control of the game, but you're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the most accurate description of being a dungeon master ever. Um, so it's that strange, like, you know, I know, I know what it's like to be a player and, and have that amount of knowledge, but it's sort of this, like, how do you pull the strings and how do you set up the world and, and kind of that interesting, like I built this and now I'm going to have all these people just run and, and explore it. And, um, it was just a curiosity more than anything. And now it's sort of just taken off on its own. It's a, you know, the, the three headed monster that takes off and, exactly. and you can't, you can't recall it back to the lab anymore. Real good. And, uh, well, as we were asking the other girls, what else do you do aside of gaming or do you hang around in the basement in the dark, just gaming all the time? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm a full-time college student. I'm almost done with my bachelor's degree. Um, I'm working on being a teacher. That's so I'm starting the credential program soon. Um, I do medieval recreation. Uh, I mentioned I do that with Matt. We're in the Society for Creative Anachronism, the SCA. Um, so we do armored combat, we do costuming, we do, you know, weaving and embroidery and, and all the arts and things. So we kind of, um, the historical side of the, the recreating of fun things is, is, uh, one of my big, big hobbies. So. And do you find that actually informs your gaming? It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting, just the fantasy genre in general, when you know history that it's based on, it's really neat to... Um, go like, ah, that's kind of copying Norse stuff or like, ah, I know yeah. about the Celtic gods because we've been reading about that. Like that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's neat. You know, I remember my dungeon master back in college coming out to uh, fighter practice one time. Oh yeah. And the way they describe it in the Dungeons and Dragons manual, the dungeon master's guide, um, is that the reason you get one attack per round is that there's interplay there's parrying and and blows being thrown but you get like one chance to really get a right. sink a good blow totally totally and after he came out to that first fighter practice he said yeah that actually kind of makes sense now because it, it is kind of like that you're parrying you're, yeah. you're throwing feints and blows and and then all of a sudden I, I remember the first time it happened to me when the guy dropped his guard the first time and there's like a big red x appeared on yeah. his forehead yeah, you're wham. actually your roll to hit mark <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, obviously as, as you get better you get find more of those uh, yeah you know, yeah uh, you get your extra get, attack, yeah. <laughs> your bonus action, yeah. So what else do you do aside of that? I mean, obviously, you uh, that eats up most of your time. Yes. So so that night, I work at a pet store, and, mm -hmm. and I have my own animals, and I do art for friends, and I travel, and got full busy life, but D&D &D certainly takes up a, <laughs> a, a pretty chunk sizable chunk, yeah. Really good. And um, so for you as a female gamer... Did you ever feel that you like Dungeon Dragon wasn't for girls? Because when we first started uh, back in the eighties, you know, like I said, it was all guys, mm -hmm. usually nerdy white guys, yeah. <laughs> and um, and it and it wasn't really so much that the guys were holding the girls out. Um, we desperately would have loved to have more <laughs> girls in the group. Let me tell you, we're teenage boys. It's more, it was it was the creepy yeah. boys yes. that yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was more the girls holding themselves out and saying, "Oh no, we don't want to be like nerdy boys." Right. So we wouldn't do that. So what 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 is your what's the feeling now? So with, years later? with with Dungeons and Dragons in particular, I I never felt like there was a a sort of a sequestering of of the genders there, but um, especially like I feel like 
current Wizards of the Coast is really ridiculously inclusive. Like they have like, you know, they have non-binary characters. Mm-hmm. They have women like as player characters in the in the player's handbook. Like they're just they and they make a point of like making NPCs women too. Like they're they're really making an effort to be inclusive, which is fantastic. Um so with Dungeons and Dragons, I never felt like there was anything because that it just as a fantasy genre, it's pretty PG too. Like mm-hmm. it's not anything that's sort of like this weird, like you know, objectification or anything that happens mm-hmm. to women. But um, in video games, though, I always, I mean, there's always that weird like it, it is kind of taboo. Like playing Xbox Live when I was in middle school and being like, oh, go make me a sandwich, you know, like on the mm-hmm. <laughs> playing video games with the guys online. So it's. It happens, and it still happens. Yeah, I remember a host for one of the video game podcasts I used to listen to uh, said that when she first started, like, 20 years ago, that she would um, play under a male pseudonym. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, Just to to gain acceptance. Yeah, because it's it's frustrating and annoying, but that's the video game realm versus Dungeons & Dragons is, you know, you play with people you know for the most Mm -hmm. part, and a lot of people play, like, in big tournaments and go to conventions and everything, but you usually play with people you already know are decent people, so (laughs) there's not really that sense of of, uh, exclusion. Well, really good, yeah, because obviously there has been a lot of uh, news or noise lately, especially in the social media channels, about people that have been acting as gatekeepers and keeping other people out. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you, you just, the all of the games I know want more, more people in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, because it so. makes it so much more rich of a story when you have more perspectives. Mm-hmm. And different perspectives. And yeah. Just more people in general. Yes. And you know, most, most people are just looking for more more people to play with. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. That's very good. Um, so uh, what are you looking forward to doing in the future with gaming now? Well, I want to I want to keep uh, DMing because I think it's super fun and interesting. And uh, it's a great just mental exercise to mm-hmm. create something that doesn't really exist, you know? Yeah. Um, and I want to keep playing. I don't see, you know, D&D ever not being a part of my life just because just because i mean like i have shelves occupied by miniatures and mm-hmm. you know, the dice like they're everywhere you can't go into a room without finding a, a, a die on the ground so Ho- hopefully not a d4 <laughs> yeah hopefully not <laughs> not the caltrops but um but yeah i mean i i, I see it fantasy has always been a part of my life and the sca has always been a part of my life or, or is now for the mm-hmm. the rest of my life so i it, i just see it growing and snowballing and continuing to be more enriching and and fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I, I like what you had to say there about making up these worlds because that was um, the tagline that I figured out when we made our first episode. And I was trying to figure out how am I going to wrap up the mm-hmm. end of my Dungeon Master's notes? And I just all of a sudden kind of came to the epiphany. It's like, this is an entire world that exists in my head. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know what every single person around the world is thinking at any time because I make them think that. Exactly. So it's it's kind of, it was just the light bulb came on. It's like, wow, this is this is a world that lives in my yeah, head. Yeah, and, and it's the thank super... Thank you for all playing in it. Yeah, totally. And yeah. it's the super weird thing too where you're like, because um, every one of us that's sitting at the table is picturing things in a completely different way mm-hmm. um, from each other, let alone from the person who actually created the world. So, you know, who, whatever the OG version is, is... <laughs> It's just fascinating just seeing how people interact with things that don't even exist. Yeah. And and then, of course, as we have seen, um, sometimes they take everything in a completely different yes, direction. Yes, Like, my character is going to go crazy. Yeah, just and walk off into the distance for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it, it, it's interesting and fun to see the back and forth. Yeah. Too. Very good. Well, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. And uh, obviously uh, the other girls as well. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing more about women in tabletop going on in the future. Yay!